ahead and just bow our heads and close our eyes and let's just dedicate these next moments to, um, to our beautiful Savior. Jesus, we thank you that we get to come and worship you freely. Lord, we thank you for the church and Lord, that we get to come into this house and be. Father, that you meet us exactly where we're at. And so, Lord, we, we just ask that we ask for just a fresh encounter with you today. Lord, as we open up your word, I thank you that it is living and breathing, Father, that it is relevant for us, Lord. And so, Holy Spirit, I just we all invite you to just speak to us Help us gain new perspective today. Help us leave with just one thing that we can just grab onto as we step into our week, Lord. Father, we ask for a fresh uh, anointing from you today, God. Lord, we ask that we would not leave this place the same, God. Because only you and you alone can do that. There is more. There is more to discover. There is more to encounter. There is more to experience. And you have more in store for us and your plan on earth, Lord. So, Lord, we ask that you would just use us. We would be your vessels. And I ask that you would just bless this time today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, I love it. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? Are you good? How are my girls in the back? They're so sweet. Hi, girls. <laughs> Lee, you too. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> can we just, can we give a big round of applause for this man back here? Lee, can you, back? you are a good, good man. And Craig and I are just so thankful for you. And we just love you and Joel so, so much. So I just want to give it up to you and worship team today. So beautiful. I'm going to kind of keep this, God help me, short and sweet if I can, um, because I do want to dedicate some more time so we can press into worship, because I believe that Holy Spirit wants to do something new for each and every one of you today. Amen? Who's up for that? I love it. Okay, well, I would like to speak to you about someone today. I would like to speak to you about my best friend my advocate, someone that I can go to that gives me counsel, someone that I can go to that leads me, that pushes me forward, someone that knows me better than I know myself. And his name is Holy Spirit. His name is Holy Spirit. So I'd love if I could just to spend a few moments of looking at Holy Spirit moving throughout throughout history and throughout these pages so we can get a better understanding of just who he is. Because I think there's a lot of um, confusion or just misunderstanding of who is Holy Spirit. You don't really hear Holy Spirit preached about a lot on a Sunday. And so, but I really feel like we're supposed to just stay there and maybe stay there for a few Sundays to really press in and to understand him so that we can live a spirit-led life like we're all destined to. Amen? Amen. So here's the thing. We don't have to look far when we open up our Bibles to see Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1-1, it says, first page of your Bible, 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And who? The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There's something we need to just get straight before we dive in deep here and and really see him throughout these pages and then see how he works in our lives. What we need to grasp is that God is three in one, amen? He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit has been here all along. He's not just some new idea that just stepped on the scene in the New Testament. No, he's been moving in and through even from the beginning of creation. So he has been here. And and we see, just to give a little bit of a background, maybe this is like Holy Spirit master class, I don't know. But here's the thing. I think it's important for us to see the broad picture before we zoom in, amen? Sometimes you've got to zoom out so then we can zoom in. So we're zooming out here. Here's the thing with the Holy Spirit. He's been here from the beginning. And God would pour out his spirit in such a unique way in the Old Testament that's different to today. And so I think it's important to kind of follow along the journey with Holy Spirit so we can understand how he's moving in and through us today. Amen? Okay, so he was there in the beginning. And all throughout the Old Testament, we actually see these moments where God would pour out his spirit on particular people at a particular time for a particular purpose. We see it time and time again. And one example that came to mind as I was looking through the scriptures was um, in Judges 15. There's a man named Samson. Are you familiar with him? Maybe you heard Bible stories growing up about Samson. He's really strong, right? Amazing guy. Well, there's this moment in Judges where Samson actually gets into a bit of some trouble. And he gets tied up and in captive. They're held captive. And what's so amazing is what God chooses to do through his Holy Spirit in this moment. It says in Judges 15, 14, it's, as he approached Lehi, the Philistines came toward him shouting. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, upon Samson. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. I need us to just notice something here. When Holy Spirit would come on people, and that same Holy Spirit that resides in us, there is power that is unleashed. Okay, and I wanted to use this example because I feel like there's someone in this room in particular that feels like they are just tied up right now, that they are in bondage, that they are they, they, they are held captive. And I don't know what's holding you captive, if it's fear, if it's doubt, if it's insecurity, whatever you feel like is holding you in. I need us to just pause and see who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. He sets us free. I love that God showed that beautiful quality of his spirit in this example here. That even what was holding us and whatever Samson was experiencing in this moment, being trapped in ropes, God had the last say. Holy Spirit comes for freedom. He will set you free today and the same is true today. Amen. 
Amen. So he's been here from the beginning. He has the power. He, he showed up in powerful, miraculous ways for particular people at a particular time for a particular purpose. And what's so beautiful is as time began to unwind, God even gave a glimpse of what was to come. God chose to prophesy through the prophet Joel that there would actually be a day where this was going to transition from him pouring out his spirit on particular people, but that all would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? And the prophet Joel, in, in Joel 2, 28, and I'm in the NIV if you want to follow along, but we have it on the screen as well. This is what God foretold. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth. Blood and fire will billow of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And I love this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This was his game plan all along. To pour out his spirit that his sons and daughters would prophesy. No matter what age, young or old, God doesn't discriminate. He doesn't, both men and women, both men and women would receive his spirit. He was giving us a glimpse of this all along, all along. That's something to be excited about. <laughs> you guys. Heaven touching earth through us. He speaks of wonders. Don't you want to see wonders here on earth? He promises he'll do just that through his spirit. Wonders, things that you and I could never dream of. Things that you and I could never achieve in our own strength and our own abilities. And don't get me wrong, each and every one of you, so beautifully and beautifully made and created, each with such huge capacities, more. More through his spirit. More wonders. We're talking about the miracle-working God. That is still the same God that, that works through us today that didn't just taper off in the Old Testament. Amen? Amen. Do you want to see that in your own life? Do you want to see that in your world today? Do you want to see unity? Do you want to see love? Do you want to see freedom? Do you want to see hope and peace released? It is not by your might, and it's not by our own power. That can only be done through his spirit. And he promised this same spirit to us. He promised, in fact, Jesus himself promised that we would receive the Holy Spirit. There's a time when Jesus actually spoke to his disciples and, and told them just this. In John 14, 15, 16, will you please hear this as your own promise? 
He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. That's your promise. That's all of your promise. And and unfortunately, I think there's been this confusion or just a lie from the enemy that only some will receive his spirit. That only maybe that's just for like, I don't know, you've got to reach this level in Christianity to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's not true. It's simply not true. Jesus himself promises this gift to you. And your father only knows how to give good gifts. Amen? This is for all. This is for all. Jesus then later on, I know this is a lot of like a history lesson, but it's, it's important to see how God's been moving. Amen? There was a point in time right before Jesus ascended into heaven that he spoke this to his, his disciples. And he tells them, it's in Acts 1, 4. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he then commissions his disciples, which then became our commission. It says in verse 8, but you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Whatever God has called you to, whatever he has commissioned to, the only way to fully outwork that promise is by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. And all we have to do is turn the page to see when this promise was fulfilled. Ten days later, Jesus had ascended to heaven. Ten days later, the apostles are meeting in what they call like the upper room in this, this place. And I can't imagine what they might be thinking. In their mind, they're probably thinking, I don't know, maybe they felt alone. Maybe they're doubting. They're wondering, hey, when is this going to happen? It's been 10 days. This is Jesus has promised to us we're supposed to receive this Holy Spirit. I don't know what that's going to look like. But what they do is they decide to stay together in unity and to pray. And in a moment, everything changes. In Acts 2, this is the moment when the Holy Spirit comes. When the promise is fulfilled, it said, in Acts 2.1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, remember last week? Waiting? When is it going to happen? When suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Whoa. Whoa. 
What is God doing? Talk about heaven touching earth, experiencing something they would have never experienced before. Talk about wonder and awe and wonder in this moment, in doing their, you know, just doing what they know what to do, gathering in one place, coming together in unity, praying and believing. Okay, Lord, you said, I'll wait patiently, you said. When suddenly, Imagine, like, right now in this place, suddenly a gust of wind comes sweeping through. Can you picture it? Because I really need you to. Because this is real. This isn't just a storybook we're reading. This is real. This is your history. Suddenly, they're in a room, and a sweeping, violent wind comes rushing in. And all of a sudden, I mean, they would just be amazed with wonder and awe. What is going on, Lord? Undoubtedly, you are here, Lord. And all of a sudden... They start speaking a language they don't even know. Nothing is impossible for God, amen? They don't even know it. And they are filled. Some? Only like the high-performing ones? Only the ones that really trusted or believed this happened? No. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. All. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they allowed the Holy Spirit to just lead and overcome them. They relinquished control and started to speak languages. They didn't know what it was for, but God did. Because let me tell you what was going on outside this room. Thousands were gathered that day because it was the day of Pentecost, amen? There was a festival happening right now, amen? So thousands were actually outside and they heard. They heard this going on. And what's amazing... We read later on just a few few verses. It says in um, Acts 2.11, you can find it. It says, we, this is what the people responded. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. In our own tongues. God reached every nation in that moment. Every tongue. That was the purpose behind it and so much more. But everyone was reached. So here's what's amazing. This beautiful outpour happens in this room and then it reaches outside the doors. That is why we have the Holy Spirit. So that God can move in us and through us. Amen? So that all would be reached. So that all would hear and experience the wonders of God. All. And I love it. It's so amazing because there's one person that just jumps up and he's like, yes, this is amazing. And his name is Peter. And you know what he does? He gets up and he addresses this crowd that's gathered. And empowered by the Holy Spirit, he begins to profess to them who this God is. Who this God is. And that they too can have a relationship with him. And you know what he chooses to quote? Joel. What we read before. Joel, he quotes this. He says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above. And goes on and on that all would be saved. 
This has been the plan all along, that you too would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what happened? 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus that day. And I love that Peter explains to them. He tells them to be baptized in verse 38. He says, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and all who are far off for all whom the Lord our God will call. When God pours out his spirit, it is not just for ourselves, but it is for all. When God pours out his spirit, it is motivated by love. We're not meant to just store up for ourselves. We're meant to be a vessel that he can just move through. Move through because that is God's heart for all. For all, amen. Do you want to be a vessel for him? Do you want to experience on the front row what God can do and what he is doing? Who doesn't want those seats? That's what the Holy Spirit can do in and through you. Amen? Amen. So what does this mean for us? That's a sweet history lesson you might be thinking. But that happened so long ago. What does that mean for us? Is that promise still true for me and you? Well, I've got good news. Because the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Paul talks about this, about being living through the Spirit or living a, a life led by the Spirit in, in a couple of his letters to the early church. And um, I love in Romans 8, he really dig, he digs deep here. And he just lays the ground, um, he lays the foundation by saying, look, all who belong to Christ are filled with the Holy Spirit. They have the Spirit indwelling in them. Amen? Do you belong to Christ? Have you given your life to Jesus? Let me just tell you, there's no one greater or better to entrust your life in. If you belong in Christ, well, then the Spirit will dwell in you. So I'm here to remind you, if anything, He is with us and He is in us. And not just some, but He is in you. He is in you. And there's something, there's like this theme that I kept seeing as I was reading the scriptures here with Joel talking about your sons and daughters will prophesy. And then, and then Jesus gives this sweet, sweet encouragement and comfort and promise that I will not leave you orphans. And then Peter encourages those that just gave their life after that amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. He says, this is for your children and your children's children. There is something that Paul says here that I think just frees us up in understanding who the Holy Spirit is. And what he, what he says, Romans 8, 16, or 15, the spirit you received about brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit 
that we are God's children. Now, we, if, if we are the children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. He pours out his spirit on sons and daughters. That is you, his son and his daughter. He pours out his spirit on children. So do you see how intimate this is? Do you see how relational this is? You haven't just received some mystic foreign substance. No, you've received God himself in you. And I think it helps to serve as a reminder of who we are. His children, his sons and his daughters. I'm going to read it one more time. The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. You can now call him daddy. You can now call him father. It gives us such sweet perspective of who we really are, his children. And I also love that this perspective, no, actually, I need to stay there. We really need to get this, guys. What does it mean to be his child? Brother, who is your father? Who's your daddy? He cares for you. He loves you. He only knows how to give good gifts. He wouldn't give you something that wasn't amazing. Holy Spirit is a gift. But what does it mean to be his children? You are his beloved children. And I think that, you know, obviously Holy Spirit alive in our lives, we see so much and we get to experience so much. But I think one of the most amazing things personally that I've experienced as a reminder of who is in me is who I am, that I am a child, that I am a daughter. And I love in this scripture right here how he goes on, Paul goes on to say, now if we are children, then we are heirs. You are royalty. Because you are now a son and a daughter, guess what? Your status has changed. You now have authority. Authority. So now we can call upon the Spirit or we can walk a life led by the Spirit with authority. When we say yes to the Spirit, when He testifies with our Spirit, we are saying, yes, Father. Yes, Lord, have your way. This is meant to be a beautiful and intimate relationship with you and your Creator. Amen? Amen. Paul goes on to say in Galatians, he encourages us to live a life by the Spirit and let us keep in step with the Spirit. I guess I just want to remind you today that you were destined to live a Spirit-led life. 
Amen? We see that all throughout the scriptures. We establish that. And you are now called his sons and daughters. You were created for this. You were destined for this, to live a spirit-led life. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and invite the worship team up. But there's a few points I want to give you on that I feel like if we put this in practice, we can better stay in step with the Holy Spirit. Just some practical things, and then I want us to pray so that if you feel like you haven't had this encounter or you just want a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for it today. Amen? Amen. So here's the thing. One of, uh, one of the things that I think can get in the way of us living a Spirit-led life is we simply lose awareness. We forget that he is here. Jesus said in John 14, 15 that he, the Holy Spirit will be with you and in you. I think we just, we just simply lose awareness that he is here. One way that I've practically been able to like ground myself and remind myself of this truth is to take a deep breath in and let it out. Why does that remind me that Holy Spirit is in me? The Hebrew word for spirit is ruha, breath, wind. Sometimes when life gets so busy, so distracting, the to-do list is like on, on, going. We live in a busy city. There's so much noise. I can't even see you, God. Where are you? I'm losing my focus. If we simply just, I think we can be reminded that he is with us. In the beginning in Genesis, God himself breathed his breath into Adam. When a child in their first moments, what do they do? They take a breath. And Holy Spirit, his name means breath. I think sometimes all we need to do is just to be still and, yeah, that's right. You are here. Another practice I think we can put into place is just remind ourselves that you are here and I am yours and you are mine. That's that relationship I was talking about, that relational aspect of Holy Spirit. It's important to, to remind ourselves that we don't live for ourselves anymore. No, we live for God and we live with God. Paul goes on to talk about this in Romans 8. He, he encourages people to keep their minds set on the Spirit's desires in the context of as children. I think we just need to pause, remember, remember He is here and who we belong to. That I am yours and you are mine. I was reading that same scripture in the Passion Translation. I'd love if I could just to read this over you. This is what it means to be a child of God with the Holy Spirit in us. 
The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you do not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join in him, saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. I think there's a lie here or something that gets in the way of us living a spirit-led life as we think that we're simply not good enough, that we're inadequate, that we're not qualified. This speaks truth. What does it say? You're fully qualified. And this gift of the Holy Spirit is free to receive from your Father who loves you. I need someone to hear that. Daughter, son, please. You are fully qualified and accepted. He loves you. He loves you. Holy Spirit, I love it. He, I love it because he makes God's love tangible. Because his spirit is living within you, you can feel it. Have you ever had that moment that you've just felt so overwhelmed by his love? I don't know, maybe it was in worship. You just, you couldn't help it. Maybe tears started to stream down your face. That is Holy Spirit in you. That is God's tangible love in you. And I'm going to pray for that that you will experience that today, okay? I am yours, and you are mine. You are here. And lastly, it takes a stance on our part. If we really want to see God move through us, we've got to give him permission. So lastly, the best thing to get us back on track to stay in step with the Spirit is to simply say, Lord, have your way. He's a good Father. Okay? Whatever He wants to do in and through you is motivated by love. You can trust Him. You can release that control. Just let Him move through you. You might encounter or experience something that you've never encountered before, but hey, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to see something new? Who doesn't want to experience life just poured into them? Who doesn't want to experience freedom? That's what Holy Spirit does. When you allow Him to even move into your thought life, into your hurt, into where you might just feel a little bit broken or weary. You just give him permission and he will come and he will restore. You are here. I am yours. You are mine. Lord, have your way. I grew up dancing, being a dancer, ballet. And I found in my walk with God, sometimes we just need something practical to like hold on to to remember this. And as I was preparing this, I just 
felt him say, you are here, I am yours, you are mine, Lord, have your way. You are here, I am yours, you are mine, Lord, have your way, over and over again, just like this. Craig spoke a few Sundays ago about the rhythms of grace. I'm telling you, this is the rhythm we were created to walk in, to move in. Amen? This rhythm right here, this rhythm, even if we get a little out of sync, we'll come right back to it. We can stay in step with the Holy Spirit. It's you are here. I'm yours. You are mine. Have your way. It's just this. Over and over again, it's that simple. Amen. That was the rhythm you were created to step in destined to step in destined to step in Holy Spirit what an absolute honor to get to just talk about you today Father in these last moments of worship we just invite you well, first, we acknowledge you, that you are here, that you are with us and you are in us. Lord, we acknowledge that we go about this life not on our own strength, but in yours because of who we are and who we belong to. The Holy Spirit, in these moments of worship, Lord, we just relinquish control. We open up our hearts to you. We open up our minds to you. We open up our hands, whatever we need to. And we just say, come and have your way. And you know what's so beautiful? He ministers so gently. So gently. So let's go ahead and worship. And in a little bit, I'll come back up and pray. But let's just go ahead and meet him in this place. Amen. Amen.